0: Gentlemen, welcome to Total Nonstop Radio. This is A.G. Vito, and my guest today, we have the legendary J.P. What's going on?
1: What's up? Everything is all good.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not, it's not all good anymore, J.P.
1: Listen, I'm not retro. I'm old enough to remember the retro stuff. I'm still all good. It's just regular for you.
0: Well, so, wait, is... Is it retro because I'm not retro anymore? So you're, like, it's, going back to when I was all good?
1: It's retro because you're not doing all good anymore, so it's cool to do now.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: And I don't have a cool mustache.
0: No, not many do, and honestly, I, I wouldn't call it
1: cool. I would just call no, manly. Oh, yeah, okay. L- listen, I, I know retro... Uh, retro, since we've said it a few times, that saves you 20% at Zubas.com. Hey, you know, retro
0: 20, man, gets you 20% off, off your order, and that ends on May 1st, so people have plenty of time, including you, JP and Yeti, to still do so.
2: I don't know. Do they make Zubas in super fat?
0: I think that's all Um, they make Zubas in, isn't it? Yeah, like, even, like, I own, I wear mediums and larges, and there's plenty of room, so...
2: I think I could actually sport zubas, especially I in Montana. So it's could like, be a
1: regular person' clothing, yeah.
2: So, JP, were you expecting this at all tonight? I mean, was this anywhere on your radar?
1: No, not at all. And it's what's bizarre is Anthony calling me up and not wanting to play the red, the uh, wrestling game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, did you did you hear how he introed the the show too?
1: Yeah, the total nonstop radio.
2: <laughs> so, which I I which which, which one of you two
1: want to tell the backstory behind this?
2: I I guess
0: I should probably.
1: This is, I'm going to be really pissed off if you don't mention them all.
0: All right. So, uh, long story short, um, back in 2007. One of the gentlemen on the phone, Yeti, along with this gentleman named Nico, ran a, uh, before it was called podcasting, it was just internet radio, and they created TNR, Total Nonstop Radio, which then later became the NWA, National Wrestling Airwaves. By the way, my memory's insane, so I'm going to hit everything spot on, and it's going to surprise you. So, on Wednesdays and Thursdays, they hosted shows. On Wednesdays, there was a show with Nico, uh, I believe it was just the NWA, I don't think it had like a specific name, or not that I remember, uh, that was from 8 to 9, and then 9 to 10 was the Irish Whip, which we are on right now, and then the next day, uh, there was the Vito show, Adrenaline Rush Radio, and Big Al's Wrestling Talk. One of those shows, The Vito Show, 7 to 8, was my show, which then uh, myself and Big Al joined together to recreate TNR. We were both only 14 years old at the time, and we hosted a weekly radio show on Wednesdays. And then we get to this moment here where it was November. It was Black Friday, 2007. I'm at the the mall in the uh, cafeteria area. And uh, I see a gentleman that looks very familiar, and I'm wearing a black Machismo J Lethal shirt. And I go, I think that's JP from the Irish Whip. So as he's with his, uh, his two friends, I, uh, I tell my parents, hey, I'll be right back. And I walk over to this gentleman, and I go, excuse me, I'm A.G. Vito. Are you JP from the Irish Whip? And I I guess uh JP explains it as his friends thought he was the coolest guy for the rest of the day because uh, a fan went up to him and uh introduced himself.
1: I was looking at the shirt because I noticed you don't back then especially now you'll see bullet club shirts, but back then you didn't see wrestling shirts out. So I was looking at this little kid with the the J Lethal shirt on, and thinking that's pretty cool and then he comes up And he recognizes me, but you were doing your own show, so it wasn't like you were just a fan either, but it was just really, that was, like, kind of my cool moment. And what's cool is, I don't think it's a secret that I'm a fan of yours now. I think, I've told you, I think you're one of the best workers around right now, so it's gone, like, full circle anyway. Yes.
0: Yes. Uh, which thank, thank you by the way. Um, whenever I see you at like a chaotic show or like a UFO wrestling show, you always uh you always find time, and I always find time to talk to you and be yeah, trying to cool. reminisce about this exact same kind of stuff.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that, that exact story gets told I think every time.
0: <laughs> Almost every yeah. Whenever someone new happens to walk around, like hey, what? tell them the story.
1: So for those living under a rock. This is all good, oh, Retro's Anthony Green now. Yeah. Uh, formerly AG Beetle, of course, we just went over that. But, I mean, Anthony, you're, you've been, you started out as a ref. Mm mm-hmm. And the, you kind of realized you had a knack for this and you understood the business and you still understand the wrestling business more than some of the people who are quote unquote vets.
0: But even, even JP, if we're, if we're going to go back to like 2007, 2008, like, before I was even refereeing, I would just show up to shows and, and yeah. hope it was okay to do ring crew. So, like, to think that it goes that far back. And then someone I, let me referee, you know?
1: Yeah, I remember. I remember, like, you used to, you'd show up to New England Championship Wrestling, they would hand you some, I'm not going to fucking expose some stuff, I do it all the time, but <laughs> they'd hand you some poster board and some markers, and you would make signs.
0: Yeah. And I would i would be a plant.
1: I'd sit in the first row or right. third row wherever I was told. Just I remember I was to be a mark. I remember like not yelling at you, but I remember getting upset with you because there was a guy in this area and think now he's down in Florida. Uh, Joseph von Schmidt, and he wanted to smack a little kid in the audience to get the cheap heat. Yeah. And I just didn't think it was. I mean, it got heat, and it was—it mm-hmm. was good. So most people in this area that come like out of New England, they go up and down the East Coast. You know, some will go as far down as Maryland. And you've done that trip. You've gone up to Maine. You, but you've also gotten off of the East Coast a lot, which is really, like, just smart. and
0: Very lucky, yeah.
1: I wouldn't say luck. I'd say you were real smart to do it. You took some opportunities. You took chances that other people don't take, and you get seen other places because of that. Mm -hmm. I think that's the difference, and you're you're still young. You're still at an age where any company in the world would look at you and be crazy not to, and the only way to get looked at is to get your name out there. And I know, you know, me and you, and I won't expose this, but me and you, I'm privy to some of the conversations you've had with some of those people. So yeah, I, I exactly know what you're trying to do, and I think you're doing a great job at it.
0: Thank you. Uh, one, honestly, I will, I will say when it comes to, like, the northeast area, I I think you would agree. We couldn't be more lucky where we're located. Um, I don't know what the wrestling seems like in Montana, but uh, in Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, just this, this area, I think we have the best wrestling in the United States, bar none. In, it, that, yeah, and South.
1: You, um, yeah, like we told so me and me and Josh have talked about the training, and you know, there's maybe five schools in the U.S. that are like very reputable. And obviously, yeah. you know, you're with uh, you're with Brian Fury now in New England Pro Wrestling Academy, and that's probably the school. You know, yeah. um, we, we talked to, so Flip is actually from the same area in Montana as Josh, so we took uh, Josh you know, Flip. And you know the fact that he came from Montana, to, you know, to learn how to wrestle.
0: Yeah, he, he literally moved from Montana, drove. I think it was a like a two day drive, uh, drove to Massachusetts just to train at our school.
2: He he's uh, he is by far, and, and this is n- this is this is not me talking because Montana is isolated. There's not a whole lot out here, and and really the the most wrestling we get. Is uh, another promotion that that's out of out of the, out of the Boston New England area that actually comes out here, and tours through here, and so you get it uh, maybe a spot in Missoula, a spot in maybe Bozeman, and maybe in Billings, and that's once yeah. a year. That's once a year, so that that's you better you better get it in, you better get it in right. But these guys that are out of Seattle, um, called Defy Wrestling, um, mm-hmm. are actually uh, hitting. Spokane, and then there's creeping over just another, I don't know, two hours is is about all it is into Missoula. And this is going to be the first time that, I mean, real, for me, you've got um, Flip and Brian Cage both going to be there. So for me, that's that's huge in itself. But Flip's going to be in Montana um, wrestling in his home state, which he's the greatest athlete when I watch this and I say it to come out of Montana. I, I can honestly yeah. say that he is he is the, the a, an athlete of all athletes. And when people read his story, where he came from, what he's done and where he's at now, it, it, it's you said it because he he's you have bought all in. You bought out all in by having your own live radio show like we did. And people don't understand, like podcasts are cool, but doing things live and, and you know, by listening to the show. There's a lot of things that can go wrong, like giving somebody's yeah. phone number out over the air on accident. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Rewind that. Wait, what? Did you write that down? Yeah, so so stuff like that happens. But to have those guys out here and, and Defy taking a chance in, in Montana, it's like it's just a start. And, and, you know, it's just that. And JP touched on it. I mean, the with you and, and, and your jokes with wrestlers, uh, it's it's gold. It's gold.
1: Thank you. Dad Joe for wrestlers on. Uh, you can find it on Anthony's YouTube channel. And we wound up flaming tables. Jeff Cannibal, We wound up getting him on a show. And the way the way we found him was actually through your really? through your joke. Yeah. That's
0: <laughs> <laughs> funny enough. Yeah. Um, by the way, those uh, those hot sauces are no joke.
1: So when we interviewed Jeff, I, I told him before the show, I'm gonna buy one of the hot sauces you use, and I'm gonna do teaspoons of it. Here, and I did the bomb, which I think you did when you did his, um, when you did his challenge. I
0: did. I, uh, I think it was called the, like, uh Ultra Death. It's by Jersey Devil.
1: Okay, you did the one hotter than the one I had, and I yes. IQ. So <laughs> um, we're doing the interview in. Luckily, Josh caught on that I was, like, losing my composure. I was literally sweating. Once Josh started jumping in and running with the interview, I had to run, take my headphone off, run in the bathroom, threw up, and then came back.
0: So the one that I did, he uh, he gives me the spoon, and he just puts a little dab on it.
1: Yeah, I'm I like, didn't oh, know that, by the way. I'm yeah. like,
0: oh, that's like that's it, like that's all, like that's all I'm gonna do. He goes, trust me, it, it, it'll be fine. So I, I put it in my mouth and like I, I immediately, I just go to swallow it. Like I don't let it rest on like my lips or my tongue or anything. I'm just trying to get it over with. Um, I think that was one of the mistakes. Like I probably should have let it hit my tongue, because um, I, I let it rest for like a second, and then if you watch the video, I immediately go into hiccups,
1: <laughs> and it's
0: it's the worst. <laughs>
1: No. Have you heard any good dad jokes lately?
0: Oh, man. I hear them. If you knew how often, if I had a dime for every time someone would just text me or message me, like, a bad joke, I would have a lot of dimes.
1: Yeah, I'm guilty of that one. I think whenever I, someone tells a sh- uh, the dad joke, those punny, like, horrible jokes in work, I'll text it to you if I think it's a bad enough one.
0: I, um... This is just, like, a a crappy pun that I'm going to start using for, like, the the retro character. Um, I've been telling people that this is the beginning of my retro-fusion tour.
1: (laughs) That is so awesome. So so how did the retro character, and I know you did it, it was sort of almost a natural development. Like, how did Mm. that come about? Um, from when you went to doing all, you were all good, and then all of a sudden it was, uh it was, it slowly became retro. Anthony Green, but how did that? What brought that in on you?
0: Um, so to be honest, uh I have a group chat, and one of the people in my group chat is jack
1: It was a
2: dick Don flip. Don't don't say it. It was a dick flip. That's what it. That's yeah. The
0: the, the the dick flip just turned me upside down and created this character. Oh no. Um, <laughs> so it was uh, basically he said. AG uh, guy Jack said this he goes you need you need something to for people to catch on to like you, you're a great wrestler but you're, you're not the most athletic wrestler you're, you're athletic you're not the most athletic you're in good shape but you're not jacked you're not in crazy great shape you don't have washboard abs you need a char- you need to be a character and if you have anything above other people you have like a natural charisma to you. So we were racking our brains, and then one day, this was probably within the same week, this was like end of December, I just messaged him and I go, Retrosexual Anthony Green. He goes, What is it? Explain. And I, uh, I, I like to use elevator talk. So you should be able to explain your wrestling character in one sentence to someone that doesn't know wrestling. It's something you'd like, you know, elevator yeah. talk, I guess. So I said, I'm um, from the eighties, I fell asleep and woke up in two thousand and eighteen. He goes, I love it.
1: Well, and here's the thing with you is you weren't alive in the eighties.
0: No, I was born in nineteen ninety three if you were wondering.
1: How many matches can you name from the eighties? I know. Yeah. So Anthony and I joked about this earlier, but when Anthony was doing ring crew with us and stuff, he would call me up randomly. And or I would call him. It went both ways. And Anthony would just say, "Hey, JP, let's play the wrestling game," where he would name a wrestler whose name started with A. I would go B. He would go C. And Anthony would come up with some of these wrestlers that stopped wrestling long before you were alive.
0: Yeah, I would throw I it like so, Phil Hickerson. <laughs> it
1: was yeah. It was so like you. You know, people are gonna try to criticize you for that. I think doing the retro Mm -hmm. character when you're not, but you have that mentality, and you have that knowledge. Like, you've actually studied wrestling. Even,
0: like, when it comes, like, forget about wrestling for a second, even when it comes to pop culture, I probably know more, like, early, probably, like, 85 to 95, like, that decade, I probably know more about that than I would about, like, anything else, like, in comparison to, like, the 2000s. Uh, I enjoy 80s, years. 90s music, I enjoy 80s, 90s movies, cartoons, like, just the clothing that I wear. The clothing that I wear normally is usually pretty retro. Like, I was wearing Zubaz uh, before my gimmick became that I wore Zubaz, so.
1: I never knew there was a Zubaz store, other oh, than yes, online. It,
0: there's one, and it's in uh, it's in Niagara Falls, New York. It's the only one that exists.
1: It is. Does Retro 20 work in the
0: store? Uh, uh, No, it does not, but the store has better deals than my promo code. I probably shouldn't say that, but unless you are going to Niagara Falls, I guess it doesn't matter.
2: Yeah. So let me ask you this. Even though they're they're better deals, people know and people that know us and people that listen to us know that if it has your name attached to it and there's a discount on it, that we're going to pay a little bit more for it, but you get a percentage of that, do you not?
0: Um, so, actually, I get zero money, uh, so if you use my code, it's not like I get five dollars kickback or anything. What they do for me, one, it's, I think it's like a, I scratch your back, you know, you scratch mine kind of thing, where it just makes us look both really good. Like, I can say I'm a sponsored athlete by Zubaz, a pretty big brand. It was owned by, like, the Legion of Doom, you know, it was owned by the Road Warriors at one point. What? Yes. Yes. I do that. That's uh, that's who started it, yep. And uh, two, the other the other cool thing is after like my promo code ends, they they usually they just send me some like a ton of free swag, uh, so I can't really complain that I have X amount of pairs of pants in my drawer. And I have a Zubaz tie, I have Zubaz socks, a hat, shirts, arm sleeves, headbands, all of it.
2: Now you know (laughs) what you know what this has answered. This has answered every question for me as far as what should I get them for your birthday. I know now. (laughs)
1: <laughs> like, you're just... Uh, it, it's cool, like, and Josh didn't... Tell, I don't know if he told you, but I didn't know you were the guest tonight. Josh just called me 15 minutes ago and was like, hey, let's record tonight. We got a surprise guest, and that's something me and Joe did to each other on the regular with I happened on retro your, the Irish whip.
0: I saw your tweets, uh, and I was like, oh, should I... Should I like like it, or even if I like like a retweet, then I think he'll know that it's me. <laughs> so I was like, I'm just gonna leave this alone.
1: Well, me and you have actually talked about this, yeah. getting you on. Like when, you, so do you, are you still doing? Are you your YouTube channel is obviously still active, but are you still doing the dad jokes?
0: So I want I want to slowly uh, change it to rad jokes. So I've been writing down like more 80s and 90s type jokes like I don't want to I don't want to be what I'm I don't want to put out there what I'm doing and then just tell like a, a dumb joke about little Wayne or about Eminem you know I'd rather keep it to what I'm trying to yeah. portray if that makes sense
2: let me yeah. ask let me ask you this since you, since we're bringing up kind of that subject right now and this is kind of the stuff I do on the uh, on a musical side of what I do when I ask some of these guys that are in these metal bands um, one word things and stuff like that. So you've done some dad jokes and other joke stuff with some pretty yeah. cool people. Uh, one yeah. of them, two actually. There's, there's three specifically. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out these names and we didn't predetermine any of this. So you, right now you have no idea. It's, dude, this is old school us. What uh What are your impressions? Because I value your opinion of MJF.
0: Ooh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. I'm going to see him this weekend. Um, The man has so much potential. He's younger than me. I think he's only like 21 or 22 years old. So much potential. He's only been wrestling for two years. Um, I think he's going to – I think he broke out last year. I think he's really going to break out this year.
2: I'm on the same page because I haven't seen the heel like him in a long time. Yeah.
0: He's the he's the most real heel like on the independent wrestling scene, like the only true heel.
2: Validated, thank you. So I got I got two more. Okay, uh, sure. next one is Rosemary.
0: Oh, uh, she was really really like cool, like super nice about everything. Also, thanks to her, that video has like. 20,000 views, like, some of the other videos will have, like, maybe 500 or 600, hers, like, 20,000, which is crazy, um, she was really nice, and I loved that she really, like, she stayed in her character the entire time as well.
2: How fun is that for you guys to be able to do the kayfabe, but also do this at the same time?
0: Oh, it it was really cool, especially because I didn't know what she was going to do. When we started, when we started rolling, she has kind of turned it on. I was like, all right, this is pretty cool. I can, I can play off of this.
2: Kind of the last one here. uh, And he will always be the the biggest independent hero ever is uh, Joey Ryan.
0: Oh, Joey Ryan. Um, so I have wrestled him twice before we even filmed that. And, uh, I knew if I had him dick flip me on, on camera, on my dad jokes thing, like, that would be the real joke, so, asked him if he didn't mind doing it, I didn't mind doing it, and, uh, he flipped me with his penis for real, it's crazy, it's crazy how he does it.
1: Now, has there anyone, have you approached anyone and been like, hey, I got this crazy idea, and they've been like, hell no?
0: Yes, and it wasn't about dad jokes, and I don't care if I say his name, because, I'm sure he'll never hear this or not care, uh, but Ryback.
2: <laughs> really? Ryback. <laughs> you know, if I if I quote that and tweet that enough, he'll hear it.
1: No, I was uh, at yeah, that I, I mean, I was at that show, I, I think. Mean, I'm assuming.
0: Yes. Uh, it was a character. He's just a really good businessman. I'm going to backtrack now just in case he wants to fight me. Um, but, no, seriously, he uh, basically – um, I, I do a bit where, like, I'll do skits with pro wrestlers. I wanted to do one where I have him yelling at me, and I go, you always act like a, like a ride back when you're hungry. Here, have a Snickers. And when he bit into oh. it, I was going to switch him out and put Scotty Slade, who's a smaller guy, in. Uh, and he was like, yeah, I don't do stuff like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I me and you would talk about that day, and I thought yeah. that was great.
0: But he's fine, whatever. He, uh, yeah. he wasn't a jerk. He had a really good match with Rick Stone that night, so he worked hard.
1: He did. That was – but you – and I'm, I might be off because there's been a couple of shows I've been at. I think that was actually where you filmed the uh, crickets, right? Oh, uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Me and uh, me and Warbeard Hansen, now MXT star, we ate crickets together.
1: <laughs> where did you find the crickets? Is that something he brought with – did you have him get those?
0: No. Oh, well, that's no. something
1: you found locally, here.
0: I found them in Atlantic City at a it's a it's a normal candy store. It's called It's Sugar. Okay. Um, and I saw them at checkout, so it was like a it was like a impulse buy. I'm like, all right, yeah, I gotta get these.
1: Oh, really good
0: video. Uh, we
2: have yeah, those. We convenient. have uh, those are in every convenience store in Montana. I'll send you some.
0: They don't yeah. taste bad. Uh, they they reminded me of like a sunflower seed.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. I'll I'll believe you guys. <laughs> we'll send you some JP. <laughs> I'll believe you guys. Out of all the people that you've done the stuff with, if you know, only one or a couple of people have said no to you. That's um, pretty good. Did, did Ryback at least think it was a good idea? Did he at least laugh um, at it?
0: No, he was he was pretty he was pretty just professional, he was very kind of stern about it. Uh the one of the only other people to say no was um, Martin Stone, uh, who I'll be actually be wrestling tomorrow. Or, no, I'm wrestling him on Friday. Um, but he said no because he's he's doing stuff with NXT. So I'm sure that's like a WWE thing. Yeah.
1: Right, yeah. you gotta so, get, you got to get permission for everything at that point. He was,
0: yeah, he said he would love to, but he can't. I'm like, I, I, yeah. I understand.
1: Now, what else do you got going on? It sounds like you got a busy weekend coming up this weekend.
0: But oh, I think yeah, every oh, weekend
1: yeah. for you is pretty jammed right now.
0: Yeah, uh, from right now until like actually June, I have like some really like cool opportunities coming up. So this weekend, uh, Friday, I'm wrestling Martin Stone at Limitless Wrestling. And they always, it's the party in the Pine State. Like right? they draw like 450 people a show in a, in a packed armory in Westbrook, Maine. So I'm really pumped for that. Uh, the main event that night is J.T. Dunn, Josh Briggs, and Ace Romero versus Ooh. Shane Strickland, A.R. Fox, and uh, Teddy Hart.
2: Ooh, Teddy! Teddy was just at Wrestle Circus, and boy, did he look tight. He's, yeah,
0: he's good. The stuff he can do in the ring.
2: I mean, he looked. He looked healthy. He looked like he had color. He looked in shape. He looked focused and oh, some yeah. of the shit that yeah. he did was insane.
0: Yeah, man. He's uh he's whatever this redemption tour that he's doing. Uh like he's killing it everywhere he goes. I know he uh he had an issue late last year, but he's back and he's killing it again.
1: And he's someone that when he when his game is on, and when he's focused, he's That's one of the best in the world.
0: Oh, yeah, hundred percent. It's a, it's you know? a shame that, but like, it's a shame he didn't have a better chance with WWE.
1: And here's, here's, right. here's
2: where this is the cool. This is so surreal for me right now. It's just like hearing your voice. It hasn't, it changed, but it's yeah. just how you talk. Like this is how, and people won't understand this. But this is your, you've had this intellectual level since you, you were, like since I've known you. Yeah.
0: Oh, thank you.
2: Yeah. It just, it's, it's that level. So. It's weird because when you're talking them, um, and you're talking about Teddy Hart now, and we go back to when we interviewed Natty Nighthart, and she was—they were touring with Teddy, and they were doing the WSX thing and all the other stuff. It's just—it's surreal right now, but it's cool. I mean, I, like I was telling my wife before we started doing this, like I mark out every week on a lot of stuff, but like I've interviewed Sin uh, Kieran from Ministry, the. Cr- Reed Mullen from Kroisman Conformity, uh, Jason Marino from from Drowning Pool, Dude, and I told her tonight before we started this, like, I I was more excited about this and marking out about it
1: than those guys, man.
0: That means well, a lot.
1: Because, I mean, you know? look, like, to do a podcast, to do Internet Radio back in the day, to do a podcast, now you have to be a mark, and I'm still a mark, and, like, but I'm a mark for the people that now that I've known, you know what I mean? Yes. Exactly. It's, it's, it's different. And watching you guys, like, literally having seen you sitting at UFO shows where you were with your mother
2: <laughs> and you
1: had your DVD burner and you were literally, like, just burn, burning DVDs to, you know, let the promotion sell. Like, you were a businessman at 12 years old.
0: Yeah, man, I I, I bought that stupid DVD. Uh, No, I I didn't even buy it. I got it for my birthday. And uh, I would literally burn, because I had a bunch of local stuff, whenever, like, someone at an NECW show wanted something, I would burn them a copy of it. Uh, I used to do DVD trading when that was a thing, um, to think that, like, I was 15 years old, or 14 years old probably, having my mom, like, drive me to the mail, like, the... Like the USPS, so I could ship out DVDs, so I can get six in return.
1: (laughs) And your DVD, like your DVD collection, has to be insane, though.
0: Uh, It's it's still really big. Um, Last year, I wanted to go to Disney World really bad, so I began selling some of them. But it's still it's still up to at least like a thousand DVDs.
1: Oh, thousand wrestling DVDs
0: correct only only wrestling my my movie collection is very small probably like i'm yeah. looking at right now maybe 30 30 movies
2: here's the here's a funny thing is like there's a ton of questions that i want to ask you but the good thing is is that we're smart enough to not ask them all in one show
0: oh no. part 2
2: that's that's, a... that's the fun part for us and and the cool thing is is, is it, i'm i am more excited now because we, we decided to take, uh, I guess, you know, we never really stopped. We've always kept in contact. JP and, mm-hmm. and Joe and I have always kept in contact. We've sure. never, ever really stopped. But we knew that the the industry, and I don't mean to be arrogant, but, but the industry had to catch up to what we were talking about. It had to, yep. it had to catch up. It had to have avenues. It had to have advertising it had to have it had to have Twitter it had to have Facebook it had to have everything that is set up now for independent wrestlers like yourself to be successful promote themselves and not rely on a promoter to give them fifty dollars when they promised them 500 yeah
0: and like to think like honestly TnR radio like the original TNR when it was you and Nico and when it was like the Irish whip and then leading into when it was Uh, national wrestling airwaves we were legitimately ahead of the
1: curve
2: (laughs) so far so far away so when we talk about this coming full circle it is it is like i just said it is so surreal right now to see where you're going and where you're going to be because i'm no slouch man i grew up watching this stuff black and white television in my great grandfather's lap and watching the nwa in black and white I mean, I can yeah. go all and on and on, and now I can, I can, I can pay a promotion through through Twitch or through whatever s- services out there, four dollars and ninety nine cents a month, or yeah. whatever, and you guys are going to get a piece of that. It gets you guys more money, it gets everybody more money. There's so much accessibility, and I can follow you from House of Hardcore to wherever you're going to be next. I can follow mm-hmm. you. And I can, I can watch you every step of the way. And that, for me, man, is what we waited for. And it's here,
1: and we're pumped. No. Yeah. No, he brought up House of Hardcore. Have you wrestled for House of Hardcore yet? Uh,
0: I have once. It was November 2014. I was literally like two years, two and a half years into wrestling, and I got to wrestle at the ECW Arena. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, and uh, nonetheless, uh, the it was a six-man tag, but one of the gentlemen across the ring from me was an ECW original Nunzio. So, like, Little Guido, as someone yeah. else would know him. But, yeah, like so that was really cool for me. And uh, if I doubt they're going to announce me, so like, I guess this is the perfect time to announce it. I am going to be wrestling on the House of Hardcore mass debut show on May 18th.
1: That's what I was. was going to ask you that. That was where I was going next because I know that's not too far from you know, not too far from you at all.
0: It's fifteen minutes from so, my house. So when uh, when we texted back and forth, and he said he'd put me on the show, like I was pumped. My family will go and everything. So
1: yeah, It'd be pretty cool, cool to
0: wrestle fifteen minutes away.
1: When you, I think when, that's when, a perfect when, venue for that too.
2: When you say he texts you, are you able to say he?
0: Yes, Tommy Dreamer.
2: And I'll, I'll tell you this right now, man. I have so much respect for that man and what he does for your guys' generation right now. It's, it's amazing, man. I, I, he's, he's just – he will always be ECW to me. Like, when I think of ECW, there's a ton of people out there, but he will always be Mr. ECW to me.
0: Um, the he, I was just on a show with him two weeks ago, and uh, he was on the second half, but I'm almost positive – Unless he was like busy doing something else, he watched every single match on the card. And if anyone uh, asked him for advice, he just stopped and gave it to him.
1: That's, that's Tommy Gremer.
2: That's that's him.
1: And for people that are trying to get into the wrestling, try to get into wrestling, you train and you get on a show and there's veterans there. Ask them to watch your match. Match. Ask them to critique your match. Not one of them will say no to you unless they got something else going on. You're not bothering them. They'll actually respect you for it. And then take the criticism. Don't, mm-hmm. don't get upset over the criticism. Take it and work with it. That's something you've got to fix. That's something that you may not have seen as an issue that this person did that's been in the business. Do that, please. Be yourself. You'll, you'll gain yeah. their respect. They won't forget it.
0: He gave me a ton of criticism, and I can guarantee you, anything that he told me is not something I'm going to do on May 18th.
1: <laughs> sure. Now, you have, at least for Chaotic, you're going down to the ring now with the valet?
0: Um, so it was uh, two students from the school. Uh, their names are Evie and Michelle. Um, one of them, Evie, happens to be my girlfriend as well. Uh, we met through wrestling. Um, but no, that's going to be more like a special occasion, like main event entrance kind of thing,
1: as opposed to like
0: a a month of gig, especially asking them to crimp their hair, uh, once a month or twice a month is a lot (laughs) to ask from a girl, so.
1: Yeah, to get that retro look. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, you, that's classic.
2: That's not, I don't think you're asking too much, I don't think you're asking enough. I mean, if they're not fully... Straight up, uh, what was that? Sh- what was that show that everybody watched back in the day? Boy, Zach and those guys were on it. Come on. Oh, Saved by the Boom. Bell. There you yeah. go. See, he is retro. Look at that. I think if you can stay in that
1: all day long, you're good. No. Is there retro merch yet?
0: Oh yeah, plenty of it too. Um, so my first shirt design, uh, humble brag, I sold out in like two weeks. Um, they said. Uh, it was very similar to like a Shawn Michaels shirt it said working marks and breaking hearts, um, gone. There's none left. Uh, I have one for myself, but I do have two other shirts available right now. Uh, one is retro AG and it just says retro AG over and over again in pink and blue. And I'm ordering new ones that are going to be green and blue. And I also have a shirt that is, hasn't, has not been posted online, uh, because some would say it's a bit, uh, there's a bit of profanity written on the shirt. Um, but it says, town made, checkmark, got paid, checkmark, Riazat laid, mark."
1: <laughs> I, I don't think, you know, who's telling you that that's profanity? Or are you um, just that it's not completely kid friendly?
0: With some of the heat that a, a wrestler um, got using the word "rat," uh, I would hate to get that same kind of heat, especially because this guy that, that did it is a huge internationally known wrestler and is kind of like shunned from pro wrestling uh, to an extent. And me being so an up and coming, um, yeah, I'd rather keep it more PC. I'd yeah. rather just sell it at shows that are more. Um, Adult friendly or or just them yeah. to the boys?
1: <laughs> House of Hardcore, that would that one would work, yeah.
0: Yeah, House of Hardcore, like a beyond wrestling, limitless wrestling just, show.
1: Now who's uh, now where can they get the t shirts? Where can they get the merch? Is it just at shows or do you have like so, a pro wrestling tees?
0: So I uh would like to cut out the middleman and if I if I had shirts on Pro Wrestling Tees and you decided to just buy one online on their website I'm only going to make X amount of dollars uh, in comparison to if I do the shirts myself, um, it'll help me drive home that night or whatever, buy food, you know, make a little extra money because independent wrestling is obviously not paying. So I'd rather cut the middleman out and just whatever profit I can make, I'd rather do it on my own. So um, you can do them online just through me. Um, I'm on Facebook, Anthony Green. You can Instagram message me, tweet me. Um, email me at Green at gmail.com, and I'll charge you 20 bucks plus $5 shipping and handling, and I'll send you a, a cool, like, Zubass sticker with it or something.
1: We'll link you up on the website, too. That way the 10 people that see our website will see us.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Once you put my name out there, at least 12 will be watching. Or well,
1: that's what we're hoping. We're hoping that we go viral off of the retro.
0: Oh, oh baby. Let's hope.
2: I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out how you guys get followers on Twitter.
0: I've had Twitter since like 2011 or 12, so I kind of lucked into like 3,000 people, but I could be doing a lot better. I think this year, I think this year I'll, I'll hit 5k by the end of the year.
2: You guys are—it's like a full-time job for you guys. It really is.
0: Um, even when I'm at work, I only work a couple days a week, but I'm always on social media. I'm always replying to people, messaging promoters, messaging fans, replying back to fans, retweeting this, making a GIF of this, making my own, like, um, Zubaz promotional codes, asking people if they don't mind making me a Zubaz banner, talking to you about a House of Hardcore banner. So I'm always, I'm always trying to hustle and do the next
2: thing.
1: Jo- Josh, what did you think of the T-shirt idea I sent you the other day? Joe's fat face? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) So, you know, I have a T-shirt guy. He's just really slow, you know, Anthony. Yeah. Really slow. So we're going to eventually throw some T-shirts out, and I think one's going to be just a picture of Joe, and it's just going to say, podcasts are stupid. (laughs) And then the back would just be the com. All right. But, you know, everything with us is inside jokes with us, and that's a little less of an inside joke because, podcasts are stupid
0: <laughs> they are they are
1: now would you do one again Is that something that, that you know because there's a ton of wrestlers that do them now
0: i thought of a few concepts for a podcast like last year or two years ago that i thought would be entertaining to me Uh, A lot of podcasts, like Cole Cabana's podcast is always one hour long or a little more or a little less. Then you have like Bruce Pritchard's podcast, which episodes go six six hours sometimes, and they're just a little too much. So I thought of a podcast, and I want to call it 10 Minutes or Less. And I'll talk to someone. It'll be an air view for 10 minutes or less. And that's That's, it. After 10 minutes, it's done. Done. That is
1: perfect. Like, I don't watch a lot of TV anymore. I watch mostly YouTube. In the YouTube videos, they're all 10 minutes. Yep, they want to hit that 10-minute mark because then you get monetized at the 10-minute mark. Mark, yep. but, So I think that's perfect. That fits with today's attention span. And and if I'm interviewing <laughs> someone
0: interesting, and I would even try to keep it maybe not so much wrestling related. Like, maybe interview a wrestler but talk about their other hobbies or something else that they enjoy doing.
1: Because we all know this is, and that's my thing too. Like I'll talk to you about your wrestling, but people know you're wrestling. They know you've gone to Oregon and you know Vegas, and they know you've gone everywhere. So we'll go over that briefly, but then you let them get to know you. Let them get to know Anthony Green, not just Retro Anthony Green.
0: I, if I was to talk about wrestling in Oregon, I'd rather talk about my Mount Rushmore of Voodoo Donuts, like my four favorite donuts. I could talk about donuts forever. I ate nine donuts on Sunday from Krispy Kreme.
1: <laughs> oh, my. Like, that was – you used to show up at shows with, like, dozens of donuts.
0: Yeah, I, I'd try to help the boys out, help the
1: ring <laughs> crew out. I would, I would pick Anthony up. And he would be like, oh, hold on a second. And he'd run back in the house, and he would literally come back with a couple of other donuts.
0: Oh, man, always. Or, or bagels, muffins, whatever, man. Whatever I had yeah. in ducks, said, I'd bring it.
1: Now, what's your favorite donut?
0: Um, Are we talking voodoo donut? Are we just talking my current favorite donut in general? My what's cream your cream
1: all- Your all-time favorite. Ooh,
0: I think I just have to go with original glazed.
1: From any and particular rural, place,
0: um, in particular, and like it has to be an exact moment. It's Krispy Kreme
1: hot yeah. light glazed. When no the lights on, on. I, I agree with that one hundred percent. If now, it's a hot light, is? then it's okay. Do
2: you guys ever take those Krispy Kreme donuts, split them in half, and put a grilled burger in the middle of that?
0: I have not, but there's a place in Massachusetts. It's and it's also in Rhode Island. It's called
1: Arugas.
0: And they actually offer a glazed donut cheeseburger where they cut it in half and they use those at the bun. And it's it's really good.
1: Oh, yeah. Up until this conversation started, I thought I was the fattest one on the phone call. (laughs)
0: Um, So your question was, what is Voodoo Donuts?
1: Yeah, I've heard of it. I've never been there. I've never seen one.
0: It's based out of Portland, Oregon. And they have, like, five or six locations. There's one in Portland. There's one in, like, Dallas, Texas, one in China, one in California, and then there's one in Colorado and Denver, I believe. Um, And they're, like, the original crazy donut. I'm pretty sure they invented the maple bacon donut, which is probably my favorite voodoo donut seconded by the Oreo cream-filled donut that they have, where they put, like, the Oreo cookie crumbs on top with, like, vanilla frosting, and they have vanilla frosting in the middle.
1: Now, I've had the maple bacon from Keynes, and that's probably one of my favorite donuts right behind Krispy Kreme's hot glaze. Hot, light, yeah. Have you had the, um, have you had Keynes? I mean, they're local to what?
0: I have not.
1: Gaines has stuff like they have a turtle donut, like you know the turtle candies, the caramel yeah. and nuts. Like they have a turtle donut in there.
0: Ooh, see, we could talk about donuts if you guys want. I'm
1: cool. Really could. You
2: really could. What is it like to have a metabolism where you could sit down and eat ten donuts and not gain any weight whatsoever?
0: Um, so I'll be honest. My Monday morning or my Monday afternoon workout was amazing because of how many calories and carbs I took in. Like, I was just going. It was great.
1: <laughs> now, what, what is your workout regimen at this point? Because you are in, you're, you're not, you know, like you said earlier, it's not washboard abs. But you were a little chubby kid. And now, and now, you're now I'm like, not, oh, now you're, you're,
0: yeah, I, I got tall.
1: You're a tall, you're not skinny. You're a tall, in-shape person at this point.
0: Yeah. Um, so this guy, Mick Drake, he wrestles. He's based out of, like, the New York or Pennsylvania area. Um, He wrote my workout for me, like specifically for me. It's called the Skinny Bastards Template. It's to help someone smaller like me gain size, which I've actually gained about like 10 to 12 pounds since I started the workout in late January. So kudos to him. Um, uh, I work out five days a week. If I do a sixth day, it's just cardio. But uh, so Monday would be upper heavy. So it's, it's arms, shoulders, back, chest, and it's all very intense, trying to do the most weight I can. I'm shooting for three to five reps by the end of it. So maybe I'll start with X amount of weight. I can do it for 12. All right, let's stack up more weight until I can only, like, rep three, and I know that I'll fail if I do anything more. Then the next day, uh, Tuesday, is a fundamental leg day. So it's more like jumping, jumping. So, like, I'll sit in a chair, and I'll jump up to, like, a box jump, and I'll do stuff like that, very aerodynamic-esque stuff, and I'll do, like, some really light or, like, bodyweight squats. Uh, Today's workout, I did strictly cardio and abs. I did a mile on the elliptical, then I did my fastest 50-meter row I could, and then I did another mile, and then I did some abs, and then tomorrow will be fundamental upper, so be lightweight and just trying to really get a good pump. And then Friday will be heavy legs, which I hate leg day, so it'll probably just be another fundamental leg day.
1: Now so you're in the gym for a couple hours a day. Um so I work in a gym, so that helps a lot. But no,
0: a workout I can get done in forty five minutes to an hour and a half. Depends on if I'm lazy if I talk to somebody, if I'm on my phone, if I do longer cardio, if I need to tan that day.
1: Here's the, and this is another cool thing about you. I'll see you at a show, and you be like, oh, JP, I'm trying to get the Oregon wrestling was a big thing for you. And yeah. I saw you at one show, and you're like, I'm trying to get booked at Oregon wrestling. Like, I've talked to them. They're interested. We're just trying to know the dates up. The next show, it's you, and the first thing you said to me is, I got the Oregon wrestling book. And, like, yeah. You don't just, like a lot of people will say, oh, I'm trying to do this, and especially in independent wrestling. But they don't go out and do the work for it. They don't follow up. They might go out, they might make the initial contact, but they don't follow up. If they don't hear from the person, they weren't interested. You actually go the extra mile. You'll follow up. You get and That's how you get those bookings. And that's just how you've always been.
2: And,
0: uh, And I'll be honest. I feel like I was that way when I was really young, like when I wanted to do rinker, when I wanted to referee. And then when I got – when I started wrestling, I kind of got complacent. And I would message promoters and I would stop for a little bit and then be like, oh, yeah, maybe they're not interested. I'll try again in in six months or maybe I'll give it a year and see where I am. And it didn't really get me that far. And then I found like a place like Paragon Pro Wrestling in Vegas, messaged them. They said, give it three months and get back to me. I waited three months, messaged them right away. Here's a new match. Here's a new this. I'll work on this and this. All right, I will. Next time I thought I was ready, I busted it out. And now I try to be more, um, what's the word I'm looking for, more, all the concussions I've had, I can't think of words sometimes. Um, I really haven't had that many concussions.
1: Um, <laughs> Too many uh,
0: I try to be more uh, assertive when I message promoters. Like, all right, what do you want from me? What can I, what can I do to to make this a thing? Like, what what else do you need from me? What can I send you? You want another match? Do you want a promo? Do you want a new eight by ten photos? Do you want to see how my body looks? Like, what, what do you need to see to get me to where I want to be? Like, uh, you know, one of my goals for 2018 is wrestling for Combat Zone Wrestling. I'm always, I'm always harping. I'm always sending emails out. I'm always texting who I can text to do my best to get on actual shows. Last year, I drove to New Jersey for free uh, to do Dojo Wars, which are their Wednesday night shows, just to get in front of them, just to think, hey, look, I want to do this. Like, oh, get God. me in. So,
2: Have you actually talked to DJ? I have. And what did he tell you?
0: Uh, he asked me to send him my latest match, and uh, I guess I'll just leave it at that. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens.
2: Well, I'm, dude, I'm, for one thing, I think it's a, it's a huge stepping stone for you and yeah. I think you will make it. But from what I've learned in just looking at where, um, and you'll know this, looking at where Drew Gulak is, um, compared to, uh, where he was. I mean, he was a skinny little kid at a Drexel University that, mm-hmm. you know, we talked to on a regular basis while him, and Maven, were in grit getting all the stupid ladders and, and garbage cans stuff I and stuff they needed. And you're you're in that same groove that Drew is, and you're the same person, I think, the same drive, the same everything. So I, just keep pushing them. Just keep keep doing what you're doing, and I think you're going to be there.
0: Between between us three and nobody else, because this isn't being recorded or anything. Uh, this yeah. year, I I will. I will be in CCW. Like it's, it's whatever I gotta do. I'll be there.
1: Thank you all for tuning into the Irish Whip. We will see you next Tuesday.